Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere else but right here on Locked On. I am your host, Tanitra Batiste, and with me tonight is Deshaun Tate. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Deshaun, the Hawks kind of sort of got close to a complete 48 minutes of basketball, except that little pesky 12 minutes called the third quarter. Now, of course, we'll deep dive into the unfortunate and head-scratching 157 of 152 loss to the Pacers tonight. And, of course, we're going to deep dive into it in the and one, and we'll take you through who got next. But first, let's get T and Tate's takes on what went down tonight. So, Deshaun, you said, that you still think the Hawks competed. No doubt. No doubt. Listen, I I feel like the competitive, <clears throat> I feel like the competitive nature of this team, that part I'm seeing. Closing the deal, not always, but I I I, I do like the fight that I'm seeing, right? I feel like. I haven't felt this good about this team. Now, I might not be saying much. I know it's going to sound crazy. But I haven't felt this optimistic about this team probably since they finished that run going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Just in terms of the trajectory of which I think they're on, the vibe, the energy, the feel. If you're just looking at box scores and highlights and final results scores and all that kind of stuff then obviously and it's like how dare you say this Deshaun on a three-game losing streak what did you say Tanitra lost two of the last four two and four at home or whatever the case may be and the list goes on and on three all three of those are at home I know I know but I've also seen this team competing competing when when it's star players were not playing as well um and uh, I, I, I like I think it's I think this, this is why I really feel the way I feel, because I think it's the minor adjustments that I think really have to be made. OK, well, I, I will somewhat give you that because I was excited to see Bogey go off for 22 in the first half. That was just an incredible onslaught from him. And, and that was exciting to see in, in under 15 minutes. So I might give him sort of the step up of the day. But somebody, somewhere, somehow has to be culpable for what the heck happened with that guy who wears, what, is it number zero? Is that is that right? Does he wear number zero? Goose egg, Tanitra. Yeah. Bagel, Tanitra. Yeah, here's the thing. What he didn't do was play like a zero. Yeah. And I, I need answers because I have thoughts. When you allow someone to score nine threes yeah. on you, yeah. drop 37 on you and drop 26 in one quarter, I just can't get past that. To me, that's not 
one of the little things. To me, yeah. that's a big thing because it's the same pesky situation that we have faced as those who covered the Hawks for fans, of course, as well, for since Ben, as the as the saying goes. And that I think is what bothers me because that is arguably the pain point for this team. And where where's the answer? That's that's the question for me. Because it doesn't matter, it seems like if someone is at the point, if someone is at the shooting guard position, small forward. I mean, if you just look like I'm going to call the small forward the middle court, I'm not going to even call that person the front court for purposes of what I'm about to say. Sure. If you don't, if you're not a big, like yeah. a true four or five, and Lord knows if you're a big and you can shoot, I mean, that's that's a problem too. We're, we're just going to leave that one alone for now. The more important question is when you deal with the back court, and like I said, what I'm going to call the middle court, and you can't ever stop that person when they go on fire. Who's that guy? You know how you and I always talk about looking for who the dog is on this team and needing that dog? Well, I think you also need a dependable wing defender. Mm-hmm. And I forget the exact quote, so don't at me, anybody. Uh, but I think there was a moment tonight where literally DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, that's what I was waiting on. That's what I was waiting on. Literally had more fouls than he had points. And granted, he finished with only two personals, but here's the point. He got those two personals, and he he disappeared instantly. And all I'm here to say is, if you're supposed to be an incredible wing defender, if that's what the expectation is supposed to be out of you, especially when you're not scoring the ball, then you have one job. And you need to do it. You need to do it. Why else would you have, what else makes you deserving of the money that you got? That's all I'm saying. In this league, in this league, where someone can literally take a game into his own hands, of course, a little bit of help, because others shot the three ball as well. And Buddy Heel came through a couple times. Bruce Brown even came through a couple times. But where in this league, are you going to literally watch someone shoot nine, score nine threes and expect to win a game, let alone expect to really be able to compete and go deep in the playoffs? Okay. No, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't think I could have said it any better myself. And remember, this is the same guy we were just talking about in one of those last one or two previous games about – Maybe he needs to go out there and get a technical and light the fire under his butt and get angry and all these different things. We said, no, no, no. I, you said because I, I knew like tried to give him the benefit no, of the doubt, no, Tanisha. Nope. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and it, and it's not only that. You know, we can sit back and talk about how poor defensively and everything. I don't even think this was nearly as poor of a defensive game as people think it was. I think a lot of it was really good offense and shots were just going in for both teams that it was just, you know, that if they tried to miss a shot on purpose, they probably wouldn't have been able to, right? And 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 DeAndre Hunter's not the only one on the hook here. You talk about perimeter defenders. Well, there's another guy who just got a nice chunk of change, right? 
Yeah. Right. That, that, that people love to talk about how good he is on both sides of the ball. And, and, and his name is DeJounte Murray. So he's another piece that we yeah. saw some offense out of, but didn't see very much uh, as much defense, but it looked like they was clearly just throwing a rock into an ocean uh, yeah. from the boat uh, on tonight. And um I think this is the one time that you can't really blame number 11, who people will never talk about how much more improved the defensive side has gotten, but we ain't going to do that. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about Trey in the and one, and we're going to give him his flowers on both sides of the ball because Trey deserves a, a tremendous amount of credit for what he was able to do tonight. He was one, you know, collective, if you will, just to kind of give him his flowers even now is that opportunity when he had a steal and he took that ball coast to coast and laid it up. And that was the intensity and the energy Trey played 39 minutes tonight. And I saw Trey pretty much play that way for 39 minutes. So no, this is not going to be an indictment on him. And this is not going to be an indictment on the defense. I'm not going to even indict DeJounte Murray. And the reason I'm not going to indict him is because at least if I look across the 13 games, I can probably find eight or nine where he gave something. Even yep. tonight, 28 points on 11 of 19 shooting, four of six from three. Three rebounds, five assists. You gave something. You might not have given as much as we needed. We could have, we, we needed a few more boards. Hawks needed a few more boards from him, but he gave something. That's where I have the issue with DeAndre Hunter. Because if your shots aren't falling, then you have to be that guy. You got to be that guy and you got to be that guy on the outside, right? Because that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Like yeah. You got to find a way to contribute. And it's the challenge for me is that we've had this conversation way more often than not. Yes, that's where my issue is. But I do agree with you. I'm not here to indict the entire team because, yeah, it was just an absolute boat race and we kind of knew it was going to be some of us who were there in the media tonight we chuckled because we were like yep whoever gets to 160 or within earshot of it wins and when we got to the halfway mark and it was literally what 86 to like 73 or 72 it's like yep that's what we called it so you're right this this didn't shock us because everybody knows that the Pacers can shoot in in droves and everybody knows that the Hawks don't do it as often as the Pacers, but they certainly have the capability of doing it. It was just, again, the head scratcher for me was one three made, yep. two threes made, three four threes made. Somebody going to stop this dude or what? Nope. We're just going to let him go off. Pretty and much. then after that, once you let him go off, it almost like kind of takes the wind out of your sails and really kind of puts you on your heels in a way that's kind of difficult for a team to recover from. So again, that that's where it, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there because I, I know. You I, on fire tonight, Tanitra. I'm just like, I ain't about to say nothing. I'm just trying. My girl is on fire tonight. Yeah, man. Just to see it, it was because it was such beautiful basketball for the Hawks in the first half. And then it was such beautiful basketball for the Pacers in the second half. And it was almost like two and again, you know me, I'm going to give you an illusion or um, a reference of football from time to time. It felt like Chiefs-Eagles from Monday night. I think we all knew that whoever scored last and kind of had that ball last was probably going to win that game. Although in this case, you know, it ended up being the Chiefs 
somewhat. But my point being, this to me was a very similar game. Like I felt like this was going to come down to about four or five points, one or two baskets in the end. I got the perfect example for you as we get ready to go into the break. This felt so much like a combination of Big 12 football and Pac-12 football. Exactly. That is the equivalent for me. And you know I don't give out too many football references. <laughs> but that one was spot on. It's like Big 12, Pac-12, let's go. So you're right about that. Listen, we're going to talk more Hawks Pacers in the and one most definitely because, hey, I'm not off my horse yet, guys. I'm not off my high horse. So, yeah, you're going to get some more of this. But I'm going to be nice and kind of sort of before I give you guys a little bit more of this, I'll be nice and tell you guys a little bit about FanDuel. All right, so FanDuel, you know, that can put you back into your happy place because if you're a new customer, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Think about it. Most of us have the next few days off because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Got a lot of games in college football. Got a lot of games in college basketball. Got a lot of games in pro football, especially pro football. This might be time for you to hop in and become a member of FanDuel Nation. The app is pretty easy to use. We love user-friendly apps. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on throughout the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is your official partner of the NFL. Now, let's do a little deep dive in the and one where I can at least for the first few minutes go back to a happy place to Sean because I totally agree with you about what we saw out of Trey Young tonight. I'm going to start actually with what we saw on the offensive end, but I also want to touch on what we saw on the defensive end from him as well. Now, listen, we've talked about this throughout the course of this young season, 13 games in, and the fact that many teams have already started using what we like to call the Miami Heat formula against Trey, kryptonite. Trap him, he doesn't know what to do, he's going to turn the ball over, and then you've now solved the issue of the cog that turns the wheel for the Hawks offense, but not tonight. Other than that first time where the Pacers tried to trap him and he did turn the ball over, Trey played a pretty clean game of basketball and really looked like he started to kind of have the wheels turning and kind of figuring out how to deal with this trap that I think we pretty much all know he's going to have to face throughout the season. So I really liked the fact that other than that, played a good game. But Deshaun, what do you think is the actual reason that he was able to finally maybe figure out that trap? Honestly, just time like it, when it like sometimes I think what we try to do as people and as spectators and whether it's people in the media or not or fans or whatever, what have you. Yeah. Sometimes I think we get to a point where we try to assume that when people get to this level, they have it figured out already. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about one of the smallest guys in the NBA. Sure, he's cerebral and all these other things like a magician or a wizard with the basketball sometimes. Um, but yet still think that, you know, mistakes can't happen and that there's certain things. Listen, 
Tanitra, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still making some of the same mistakes that I've been making my yeah. whole life. So, the, so I mean, we're human. Now, granted, uh, he's getting paid yeah. a different amount of money than I get paid to make sure yeah. I don't make the mistakes too. It makes yeah. a huge difference as well. But I will say enough to say that um, everybody has to kind of go through something. And when you're that small and you don't really have a lot of you know, of that, you know, of firepower or just the strength and just amongst other things, the athleticism, especially in an athletic, pri primarily athletic league, sometimes that can kind of get to you. So you have to do some of those little things that I think you do see him do where people cannot stand the way that he plays, where he kind of, you know, you know, gets the defense behind him a little bit and then suddenly jumps on the brakes and stops and someone bumps into him and he throws a shot up or whatever the case may be and try and get the whistle blown. He has to try and beat people from whichever kind of way he can. I understand that as a small guard. Um, and, and so it's just something that takes time. Development for different players is just going to take time. And that's one of those things. It's easy for us to say, I feel like from the lazy boy, um, you know, to how, you know, things should be, um, but going out there and doing them. And I, I mean, listen, he's, he's showing his improvement. These are the things they won't talk about to He's showing his improvement on the offensive side of the ball, not just mm -hmm. far as breaking presses and traps and things of that nature, but also his shot selection coming along a little bit better. We already Absolutely. talked about on the defensive side. Now, when he's a coach killer, we're automatically real quick to go and run and tell that whole nother conversation. I just think that it's the growth. It's the time. It's the experience mm -hmm. being in the league. You see it so many times you have to start figuring the thing out. And I think he is. I think so too. And I think when you look at the stat line and you see 13 of 17 from the field, five of eight from three, that tells you a lot. That's a very efficient way to get to 38 points, a very mm -hmm. efficient way. So I think you hit on something with the fact that the quality, the shot selection, we're already seeing that improvement, right? We're already seeing that basketball IQ really show itself in the way that he's choosing his shots, choosing his time when he's shooting, because that was a thing too. Why always heave the ball up early in the clock? And now you're seeing a bit more patience on that. So that I think that he deserves credit for that. But I do also want to give him credit on the defensive side of the ball, because again, Trey only had three personal fouls. You may not think that's a big deal, but for someone who is trying to create and develop a defensive game and develop a defensive mind, to be able to do that is a big deal because you know, I'm quick, to, when, when he deserves it, I'm quick to go in on Onyeka and say, bro, can you just defend clean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to shout out Trey for being able to step, step in there, even tonight, you know, putting himself in position to take a charge. Charge, yep. The little guy taking a charge. Yep. And so standing in there and being willing to give your body when you know everybody mm -hmm. on this court is bigger than you, I think that speaks volumes. And I will say that that goes to the consistency that you talked about. There's a consistency and a commitment there that we're seeing from him. And I do think that was one of the highlights, one of the hot, the, the bright spots of tonight loss Be becoming a girl dad do things to you uh to nature i guess sometimes you can stand in front of the world take charges don't matter how big the guy is kind of thing but no and, and, and the defense improving to a different level in the sense of not just stepping in between passing lanes to get steals like he's picking pockets yeah, he picked standing pockets. in front of guys now like so it's 
it's the little things. Is he the next, you know, Marcus Smart or Jimmy Butler or biggest, you know, two-way player out there on the floor? Absolutely not. But like you said, we give credit um, where the where the credit is due. And we're starting to see some of the development. We're starting to see at least, I feel like, a little bit more of the maturity um, mm-hmm. in some ways. I think we're learning how to draw the fine line in the sand and separate the difference between a guy who's just getting technical fouls because he just upset or got kind of got that entitled, spoiled mm-hmm. type of energy to it than yeah. a guy who's just out there and really wants to compete and win and is willing to do whatever it takes in order to do that. So um, definitely credit to Trey. But I heard you mentioned about the defensive stopper, and I definitely mentioned uh, – glad that you mentioned DeAndre Hunter's name. But even in some instances in the front court on tonight where you did have Jackson in the front court that was doing some damage. Mm-hmm. You did have a Miles Turner that maybe didn't have a great game but definitely need a body put on him. Obi Toppin had a really good game. Where's Anyeka Milk Carton Okongwu yeah. in this yeah. situation, who also collected a pretty good payday recently himself? Yeah. So I think it's it's more than just a couple people. I don't want to necessarily only single out certain people, but collectively as a unit. And mm-hmm. honestly, the Hawks kind of did this to themselves in some ways because oh, yeah. they didn't really necessarily seem like they were in a rush to go out there and fill the void that was left behind from John Collins. Right. And I would agree with you that it was a collective effort of loss because everybody, almost everybody, I still think Trey Young played a game. So I'm not going to put him on that in that space. Um, I think for the most part, <coughs> excuse me, Bogdan Bogdanovich did too. <coughs> but um, ultimately speaking, I think it still lies at the perimeter. I, and, and you know what, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this much too. Like, it, the crazy part about this game from what I noticed, and I hear you talking about on the defensive side, but the, the, the crazy part that I've noticed even on the offensive side is how we really got, I thought we're really getting ready to see like, oh my God, we're about to see a crazy career night from, from bogey. Like that's where it started at. I'm like, how can it even get to a point where it's going to get crazier than this, right? And then we flip it and it goes from Bogey, who had three fouls in the first quarter, by the way. Let's not forget that particular piece, right? So we go from this amazing game from Bogey Bogdanovich, right? And then that starts turning into the Tyrese Halliburton show. And then I think that most people would probably, I'm assuming, agree with me when it kind of seemed like, Trey in his mind is like, oh, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Like, you're not just about to come in here and beat me with my own style of play and hit nine threes on it. Like, no, I'm not going out like that. Not in my house. So that those are just some things. The way this game was unraveling in terms of when it went from bogey and then bogey to Tyrese and then Tyrese to Trey and then other guys are starting to get involved. I just thought it. I, I, I thought it was a more I'm not in love with. all. I, I remember uh, Jarvis mentioned something. Uh, in, in a, a text thread, I think, or, or in Twitter, on Twitter, saying that he's not in love with the all-star game feel to it necessarily. This was the one time that I really wasn't mad about it because I didn't feel like guys were just trying to intentionally allow other guys to score, which is typically what you see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, <clears throat> I felt like the same. I felt the same. Now, I'll give one more positive because I know we have to wrap up, but <clears throat> Clint Capella. I really wanted to kind of acknowledge him because there have been times where literally, literally, Deshaun, I have, I don't even want to say scratch my head. I probably try to pull hair out if, or like you always say, 
if we had hair to pull out, because I don't really want to pull my hair out, but if we had hair to pull out, he'd make me pull my hair out because I would hate every time he'd have an opportunity to score, you know, right there, point blank range of the basket and miss it. It was just the most perplexing thing. So we talk about those little tweaks that individuals are making to their game. And I feel like he's definitely made that because way more often than not, I've seen him under the basket and I felt confident that he's actually going to make that shot and he has. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's next because, hey, the Hawks have to put this thing to bed and they have to have a short memory because they've got to take on the Nets tomorrow night. We'll talk about it in a minute. But before we do, we're going to talk a little bit about prize picks. So going into the holiday season, right? And you probably need a few extra dollars. Well, prize picks might just get that for you. It is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks who pick more than or less than on two to six players, stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. Now, you can have a lot of fun with this because you can win up to 25 times the money this basketball season. You can just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and boom, place your entry. That might be for you, Trey Young. Is he going to come back tomorrow night and score more than 38, more than 30 points, 35, 38 points again? Or are we going to see a situation where Bogdan Bogdanovich actually goes off again and scores a whopping 22 points in the first half? Whatever the case may be, Prize Picks is your place to make that bet. And so dis discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Now, it's real simple. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. Use code LockedOnNBA and get that first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, guys, what's next? Well, what's next for these Hawks is to bounce right back. But they did do something really cool earlier today before they even took on the Pacers and they unveiled their new uniforms with the new logo of the YMCA, one of their premier partners in the community. And it was clear that this had a lot of impact on some players like Trey Young and Kobe Bufkin, but also had a little bit of an impact on our own Deshaun Tate. It did, you know, and I was, you know, I heard when I first heard about, um, you know, the new YMCA patch and the sponsorship, the whole nine. Um, I just I, I thought that that was really cool. I thought that it was something different. You know, you see or hear about some of these, um, you know, different sponsors and so forth with the patch and everything. And I'm like, uh, I'm not even interested in the crypto thing or uh, I'm not even interested in this one or that one. I, even though I thought the share care thing was pretty cool. Yeah. It just didn't really have that direct correlation with me the same way that YMCA does. Like, I remember being young, growing up every morning, getting dropped off, going to the YMCA, doing summer camps, doing all these different things. Because my mom always had me really involved in playing bitty basketball and all these different things. And so I always, you know, not seeing that, I thought that it was really cool. There's a fine little story that's also uh, 
uh, that goes behind it as well. And um, uh, there's always, you know, especially here in the city of Atlanta, you know, the community and YMCA has been around. Like YMCA is one of the very few things that is still around that I feel like has been around since like eternity and still going to forever and ever just be an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, your pa- your grandparents were at the YMCA, your parents, you, your kids, probably yeah. your grandkids. So I just thought that it was pretty cool for them to be incorporated with what the Atlanta Hawks have going on. I think so, too. Yeah, it is absolutely a staple. And when in doubt, you can find a Y just about on any corner. And it's a great place to still bring your children. It's safe. It's indoors. You can find pools and basketball courts and all sorts of, sorts of things. So, yeah, I think that is a community partnership that probably resonates with so many people because of the experiences that they have had there. Now, what we hope resonates is what we saw in the first half of this game tonight against the Pacers. And we're hoping to see a full 48 of this against the Nets tomorrow night. What do the Hawks need to do to get back in the win column? Oh my God. Um, Definitely continue to be competitive for sure. Not uh, the the Nets not having Cam Thomas is one that uh, you know with him being you know one of the most more improved and sought after young yeah. high you know prodigies in this league. Uh, them not having him, I think, is going to help Atlanta a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that Atlanta has to do the little things, continue yeah. to cut down on the turnovers. Um, Treat this game like it's a game you know you're supposed to win, but yet still don't assume that this is a team that's without one of its best players going to come in. You just have to have that that balance. You have yes. to know that this is a game that you have to win, not need to win. Like, this is when you have to win. You have to treat it as such. Um, I like their chances, mm-hmm. and um, I think they'll go ahead and take care of business, but I, I, I just really think it's the mental. It's not anything about what they actually or physically do on the yeah. floor. Yes, the turnovers and the rebound and all these things would be great that I think could equate into a win, but I think it's the kind of mentality. If you're treating them like they're the Brooklyn Nets that no longer has James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, then I think that we're going to be having conversations, hopefully not, about them losing four games in a row and uh, many of those games at home. And I think this will be an opportunity to for them to show a maturity that we've been talking about because how do you bounce back at home from a loss like the one against the Pacers to get a win against the Nets? So yeah, it's a great opportunity for them to show that they have that metal and that maturity that we've been talking about. And as we close, we know that we are headed into the Thanksgiving holiday. Deshaun, what's one thing? I think I already know the answer, but what's one thing that you are thankful for? I'm thankful for so many different things. Obviously, thankful for this opportunity to be in here with uh, you sharing this space with me and all that good stuff. You and my boy Jarvis. But um, outside of that, you know, I'm 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 a proud papa now. I'm a proud yep, dad. So, baby Breslin, you know, it got I'm ear to ear now. I was kind of tired before. I'm not even tired anymore. Every time I just think about uh, that 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 smile and that baby girl. So I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful to. Uh, have a uh, a healthy baby and to uh, yeah. and to be a new dad. So it's been a long ride of of, of this past year, but uh, many more to come. Indeed, indeed, that is a great thing to be happy about and thankful for. And yes, I am thankful too that we get to talk ball because we've been talking ball unofficially together for years. So it's nice to be able to talk a little ball officially. And also, like you said, just to have 
the opportunity to celebrate with family and friends. We don't take that for granted. And we hope you guys don't take it for granted as well, all the blessings that you have and the fact that you have blessed us because you continue to support us. You like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and we do not take that for granted. So thanks for all that you do to make the Lockdown Sports Network what it is. And don't forget, there's still one more big game coming this weekend, Georgia, Georgia Tech. And we will be back this weekend on the postcast, downloading on the big game on the flats. You guys have a wonderful, safe Thanksgiving, and we'll see you on the other side.